Welcome to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast in tune with the team's pipeline. From minor league results and development to the draft, international signings, and anything else that helps lead to Pre-Arb Excellence, I'm there for it. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Let's Talk Nico, which focuses on, among other things, a lot about Nico Horner. If you have any questions about this episode, ask me through the app at Tim815 on Twitter or at Pre-Arb Excellence on Facebook. I'm about education. If I can educate someone on the minutiae of Major League Baseball today, I've done something right. Today's a bit of a different episode. I have two run-ups before we get to talking about Nico Horner. Last night I was finishing up some work on the computer at around eh, 7 o'clock. And I'm not a NASCAR fan, but when I saw, when I heard the news and then saw the collision involving Ryan Newman, I think all sports fans, heck, all humans became Ryan Newman fans for an hour or four or however long it took to find out that it sounds like he's going to be somewhat okay, uh, that a car can run into the wall and flip over and get run into and roll a while and burn and the driver can still get out and be alive. Um, the people making the cars are doing a really nice job of that. The medical specialists are doing a really good job of that. And while this isn't a NASCAR podcast at all, the NASCAR media did a very good job of not saying anything they don't know. NASCAR was the one to announce Newman was going to be able to survive. That's how it should be. Not only that he survives, but the proper protocol be followed. And... As I said, for a couple hours there, everyone was a Ryan Newman fan. I kept hitting refresh, and I have no idea who Ryan Newman is, but it was nice to see. Spring training games start this weekend, and at some point, you're going to be watching a game, <clears throat> and someone's going to come in for the Cubs, pitcher, hitter, doesn't really matter. They're going to do something and that's going to get you to say, wow, who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy before. It's going to happen. And when it happens, try to, as best as possible, crystallize what it was you were thinking and why you were thinking it. For instance, when, you know, insert player here, knocked that two-run double to the opposite field, he really looked like he actually has something in the ability to hit range. Contact me, Tim815. I, I found out earlier this week you can get contacted through the podcast. It's It looks like it's rather easy. Just uh, click on the podcast page and somewhere there, there's ask a question. Click ask a question and ask me a question. And heck, you might even be in a podcast at some point soon. So when there's that name of that player who, wow, I've never heard of this guy before. Is he, a, is he actually any good? Ask my question. Push me a little bit. Make me, make me do my job better. Nico Horner. 
his background in 2018, the Oakland, California native who attended Royce Head High School. Uh, he went to Stanford, as we all know. His OPS in college in the Pac-12 was, as a freshman, 609, not very good. 763, a little bit better. 887, fairly good. But certainly, you would expect his numbers to have been better, to have been as productive as he has been at the upper major, at the upper minor league level, and doing fairly well in a cameo. One thing that Cubs fans tend to do, Cubs fans tend to be awfully dismissive of the entire draft process or the entire locate a 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid overseas and develop them and turn them into good players. Because historically, the Cubs have been really horrible at developing anything. They've been horrible at locating anything. Back when, they severely understaffed their front office. Uh, the Wrigleys would have people scouting because they wanted a gig, not because they were good at scouting. Doesn't sound like a good way to run a business or stay out of the second division. The Cubs have gotten better, but still Cubs fans are looking at the draft as, ooh, that's scary over there. I'm, I'm afraid of that. Whereas if they were fans of the Braves, who had a constant run of quality players coming through from the draft, it might be easier. If they were for Yankees fans who had Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera and etc. etc. sprinkled in with a bunch of expensive veterans, it would be easier to accept the draft as a viable option. Cubs fans are a bit he hesitant to um, put their full weight on that ice because they think that the ice might collapse. So with college players, if a college player does well, one of the major conferences, the SEC, the ACC, the Pac-12, or the Big 12, if they do well in those conferences, they will probably do well professionally. That doesn't mean they'll do well at the major league level, but if a guy does, if a kid does well at 19, 20, 21 in the Pac-12, in the SEC, in the ACC, in the Big 12, he probably knows how to play baseball. And it shouldn't come as a huge surprise that a player that plays really well in college baseball goes to the Phillies or the Royals or the Giants or the Cardinals or the Cubs and does well as a professional baseball player. Again, people run into roadblocks, be it health, be it Major League Baseball sliders, and it doesn't work all the time. And most of the players fall off at some point. But if you have a player who hits 887 in the Pac-12 as a junior, he's probably a pretty good baseball player. That Horner was up the middle defensively and able to play shortstop second base and do a very good job at either one of them at the college level, that's added points. That's more likelihood that he'll do well for far too many years. The Cubs were drafting left fielder, 
left fielder, first base, pitcher, and rush him up the system until his arm breaks. Let's get another left fielder. Hey, why don't we have any center fielders? Let's draft another left fielder, how about? The, the There's a formula, and if you follow it, it works. The Cubs have been following it for about eight or nine years. I, yeah, the Cubs have been following it for eight or nine years, depending upon if you want to count 2011. And if they continue to follow it, they'll be fine eventually. But Nico Horner being a really good baseball player so far shouldn't be a surprise. I hope you're enjoying the Pre-Arb Excellence Podcast as much as I am bringing them to you. There are two ways you can help extend the reach of the podcast. Share a link with a like-minded friend. Check every every day to see how many followers I have, and as the numbers go up, I'm happy. Secondly, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts. If you're interested in helping out in that fashion, thanks for considering it. What you really came to hear about, about Nico Horner today, was what do I think he's going to do this year? Should he be on the 26-man roster to start the season? My response to that is, we have to see. In his 2019 cameo, he was 22 for 78, three homers, three walks, and 11 strikeouts. The three walks and 11 strikeouts, their numbers, and if they don't improve, then he's probably not a leadoff man type of hitter. You'd want it to be more seven walks and eight strikeouts or something like that. Um... But it was his first year, and it was just a matter of he was sitting on the couch, and they called him and said, hey, can you make it over here? His season was done. He was mentally checked out. That he played as well as he did and hit three homers was fantastic. This spring, if you're interested in should Nico break camp with the team, and that's a perfectly valid interest, that's a perfectly valid mindset, watch closely. Don't watch closely with a, this is the answer I have, and I'm going to attempt to locate every single bit of evidence to support it, but if there's evidence to oppose it, I'm going to disregard it entirely. That's bad human status. If you're trying to answer a question, consider all the evidence All the evidence that supports your side. All the evidence that supports the other side. Look at it. It, How's he looking against right-handed hitters? Does he look good against the guy that's going to be starting at the major league level? Does he look good against this? Does Does he look like he should probably improve a little bit defensively? If he's not good to go, being a six or seven day a week starter at the major league level, don't start him there. Nico Horner needs to play six or seven games a week for the first month and a half from the start of the Major League season until mid-May. If if you can seriously say he should start every day at second base or shortstop, and I don't care if he hits 204, I don't care if he makes seven errors, if you can honestly say that, then perhaps he should stay north. Because maybe he should stick with the big league club because that's absolutely what he needs. He needs to play every day, 
maybe get a spot day off here or there, but none of this, ooh, it's a right hand it's a tough right-handed pitcher. I think we'd better put in the left-hander. Let's let's go with Descalso or let's go with um Jason Kipnis or let's go with, you know, wh- whoever else it would be. If you're spot timing Nico Horner, he should be in AAA because far too many times from Corey Patterson to oh Starlin Castro to Ian Happ to Albert Almora. We've had far too many, Kyle Schwarber, we've had far too many players who, ooh, 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 let's call him up, let's call him up. Oh, 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 he's not really all that good, let's send him back down. In some instances, that makes sense. Relief pitcher comes to mind, but if you're talking about someone who you're banking on to be a regular starter for the next couple of years, next five years, Get him to learn the positions right. And when I say positions, I intended to have an S at the end of it. I expect him to know how to play shortstop. I expect him to know how to play second base. I expect him to know how to play center field. If you're looking at him in spring training, it's like, you know, he looks kind of good at second, but he's a little bit shaky at short and in center. But I want him to play second base, so let's call him up. Let's have him break camp with the team because I want him to play second base and that's all I want him to play and he can learn the other stuff later. No, wrong, he won't. The time to learn is when you're in the minor leagues. You'll learn a whole lot in the major leagues as well. But the time to learn the basics of how to play shortstop, how to play second base, how to play center field is in AAA or AA or A ball. As of right now, the question is, should Horner begin the season in Des Moines or Chicago? If you are totally convinced from what you see, from what you hear, that he is all set, good to go, ready to be there for the next six years, sure, start him in Chicago. But you pick the lane. If after a month and a half or two, you decide, wow. I said I thought he was going to be ready, but he wasn't. You know what that means? You were wrong. Like I was wrong when I mispronounced a Cubs player name a couple days ago. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Admit it and move on, but admit it. I think Horner ought to start in Des Moines. I really don't think there's a huge problem with him taking a month and a half of actual games and having a position he's learning each night. Nico, tonight you're at shortstop. We want to make sure that you can make the basic plays and improve the your ability to make the spectacular plays. We want you at second base tonight. Center field today. Tonight we're going to give you a day off. We're going to let you DH. Tonight we're going to... We're going to stick in right field or left field because we want to see how you respond to something that you're completely not ready for. He'll be able to handle it. He'll look a whole lot better than a lot of people have. And I want him to be able to have the chance to learn at the lower levels. Since I've gone through the entire dictionary, encyclopedia definition of why I think Nico Horner ought to start in Des Moines because I don't think he'll be ready to be 
a six or seven day a week starter against tough right-handers and tough left-handers. There's also the other thing, the Chris Bryant thing. The eight is more than seven. Last year, Horner was called up unnecessarily. It, it was uh, unfortunate that Javier Baez got hurt. 21 days, three weeks, Horner spent in the major leagues. If he stays in the major leagues for this year, the Cubs are going to get six years and 21 days out of him. If he gets sent down for a month, month and a half to make sure that he is totally good at hitting off-speed pitches, which he might have shown a little bit of difficulty with, good at making the plays at all three different positions, if he takes a month and a half, then the Cubs have him for another year. Eight is still more than seven. Bryce Harper would still rather have Alec Bohm for seven years than Chris Bryant for two. People get upset about that, but it's reality. It's more useful to have a player for longer than to have a player for shorter. And if it turns out that the extra month and a half that he belongs in Des Moines to make sure that he can play center, make sure he can play a shortstop, make sure he can play center... Make sure he can play right field. Put him at third base for a game. What the heck? There's no... In Des Moines, I'm going to be listening to the Des Moines games more than you are. And I'm not going to get hung up on if the team wins or loses. I want the players to get better. If Nico Horner gets stuck at third base for a game and Alex Cohen is calling a hard shot to third and he makes the stab, he picks it up and he throws it away. In trots the winning run. Yeah, I'll be upset for about 10 or 15 seconds. And I'll look at the uh, standings and contemplate for about a minute and a half how much it would have been better to have that in the win column instead of the loss column. But at the minor league level, it's about development. If Horner makes a mistake at the minor league level, so it goes. One thing out the door. When I was doing my bit of reading on Horner... I noticed that he he commented, if Nico Horner's going to say something, he's going to answer a question better than I would. He's probably going to answer a question better than you would have. He's probably going to answer the question better than the reporter who asked him the question would have expected the question to have been answered. Nico is sharp. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. When asked about the battle for the positions on the field. He knows that everybody wants to play. Horner knows everybody wants to play. Horner wants to play. Horner wants to break camp with the Cubs. He knows everyone else wants to as well. Horner signa- uh, s- singled out, spit the word out there, Tim. Horner singled out two players from last year's team that were really helpful for him last season. One of them was David Bodie which really comes as no surprise because Bodie went through all the stuff. Uh, he, he contemplated quitting baseball until his well, uh, his wife told him, no, we've fought too hard for you to give it up yet. and uh, Let's try this another year. I, I'm not at all surprised that 
David Bodie was very helpful for Horner last year. He'll be very helpful for him again this year. One other name on Nico's short list, Daniel Descalso. Descalso catches a lot of crap from Cubs fans. People hate Daniel Descalso. They want him designated for assignment. They want him this. They want him that. All I've heard, Daniel Descalso is a great guy. That he struggles against major league pitching? I'm not going to argue that. When you say he's a clown, when you say he's a loser, when you say he sucks, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to. Baseball is hard. Baseball at the A level is hard. Baseball at double A level gets a whole lot harder. Triple A level, major league level. Daniel Descalso is going to have a nice pension. I don't care what you think about him regarding that. He's going to make some nice money because he's had a nice enough career. You can say anything you want along those lines, but the reality is he's a whole lot better at baseball than almost anybody. The 99th percentile, he's really good. And for you to say anything disparaging about a guy who everyone seems to think is a completely good dude, that says a lot more about you than it does about Descalso. Nico Horner gets along with Bodie, Descalso, and he just seems like a straight-up good dude. Um, don't take last year as anything more than just a cameo. You, you, you watch a, a young child go out for their first acting or their first piano recital or their first anything. The first time you're doing something is just so you can do it for the first time. You're not expected to be any good. Horner was break-even. The Royce had high school graduate. He's going to be markedly better in 2020. The question is when. And I'm completely good with Alex Cohen calling the first month of his games because I don't think he's ready to be the full package yet. It's not necessary for him to be the full package yet. Let him start in Des Moines. Let him take a couple of bus trips. And no, actually, they don't so much bus all over. They, by the time you're in AAA, you're, yeah, you're, not, you're not taking a bus from Des Moines to Texas or Washington. Um, let Nico get used to everything down at the AAA level. He hasn't played any games there. He's barely played any minor league games at all. Let him learn how to hit the curveball in Miami, uh, in, let's see, New Orleans, is it New Orleans? No, New Orleans isn't around. Well, um, Nashville's still around, and M Memphis is still the Cardinals affiliate. And San Antonio is the Brewers affiliate. Let him play against those teams for a while. If his numbers are 940 OPS, you can ask me if he should get called up. Probably he will. But make him prove it in AAA. As soon as he proves it in AAA, as soon as he can hit AAA pitching, as soon as he proves he can play second base, shortstop, and center field, and possibly right or third base, at a major league acceptable level, call him up and let him learn there. But get the important stuff out of the way first. 
learn, know, be aware. It'll be a quick study. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. It means quite a bit to me that you chose to press play or click subscribe. My goal is to be a go-to source for Cubs pipeline development, and questions are welcome, either through the podcast or at Twitter on Tim815. Next time, I'll have another episode that hopefully you'll consider worth your time. Until then, enjoy, and be nice to people.